0: Welcome to the Sermon B-Side Podcast, a podcast of Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. A church that desires to live, speak, and serve as the very presence of Jesus in the Harrisburg region. Sermon B-Sides is designed to be a resource to help us deepen the conversation about this week's sermon and answer questions that may be helpful Hey guys, a real quick note. There will be a crackling sound on this podcast. We really are sorry. We've tried to fix it, but uh, we hope you enjoy it regardless. Hey, welcome to the B-Side podcast. My name is John Robinson. I serve as one of the pastors at Liberty Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania.
1: And my name is Matt Leloyan. I also serve as one of the pastors at Liberty Church and uh, good to be with you. Coming at you, at least recording for you yeah. uh, a day earlier than, uh, than normal.
0: It's true. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we, tr- we try to record on Monday mornings. That's kind of been our rhythm. Yeah. Uh, some weeks we record a little bit later. Some weeks we record a little bit earlier. Today's one of those days where schedules, being what they are, we needed to record right after service. So,
1: so we uh, apologize in advance that uh, if there's any questions that come in later this Sunday afternoon or early in the week... Uh, we won't be able to tackle them on uh, on this podcast, but still send them in. Uh, we would love to try to get to as many as we can in future future weeks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Want to answer those questions for you, um, but we are going to kind of go through today some of the things that Matt talked about. Um, hopefully, will be helpful for you as you uh, are in your Bible studies this week. Uh, but anyway, Matt, like we had an in covenant class this weekend. Yeah, uh, we've we've got we've got kind of a, a full. Um, an exciting weekend, yeah, and uh, it's been—it was good to see. I think we had seven folks go through our in-covenant class. So we did
1: it's yeah. That's which is always hugely encouraging, even mm-hmm. to see uh, the variety of ways God leads people to mm-hmm. our church. Um, stood out for me when I was meeting some of the folks the other day. Um, a couple of them came to us because where they previously lived, they were mm-hmm. part of an x Twenty Nine network yeah. church there. Um, so we continue to be grateful for for that partnership and being yeah. a part of that that church family and mm-hmm. um, yeah it, it was it was a full week certainly we had a, a great Ash Wednesday service on mm-hmm. Wednesday we kicked off the season of Lent um, and then in covenant class this weekend and um, yeah so we're uh, so we're grateful we're feels like we're off and running kind of in the new year mm-hmm. uh, lots to think about lots to be praying for uh, lots to continue to see our, our mm-hmm. ongoing dependence um, on Jesus for so yeah.
0: yeah. That's good, man. Yeah, really looking forward to Lent this year. Um, man, like every year it's a good it's a good reminder, it's a good reset as far as like repentance and faith. Mm-hmm. Um pointing us to the cross and I have really I've really appreciated that and how we do approach that as a church uh, recognizing the church calendar. Um, you'll see some of our like our our rhythm, like we'll, we'll explicitly say some things, but also like one of the things that you may or may not notice is like our um, the linens change yeah. yep. for our services. So you'll see, and you may maybe a part of a you know have a background denominationally that uh, that that would be a normal rhythm for you, but if you if you're not like pay attention to the, the communion table, um, the um, the linens around the cross, those will change with each uh which different or changing of the the church calendar so
1: yeah lent uh so they're purple now uh mm-hmm. they were they were black on ash wednesday mm-hmm. to represent death and they're black again on good friday for jesus's death uh, ash wednesday you know thinking about our own mortality that, mm-hmm. that were from the dust and return to the dust uh think when you see purple which they are now um think purple equals preparation so mm-hmm. Advent and Lent are both seasons of preparation Mm -hmm. for the big celebratory days of Christmas and Easter, respectively. And so, um, so they'll be purple now for the uh, for the next forty days. But yeah. Less than forty. Maybe, maybe.
0: Yeah, and they'll be uh, white on Easter.
1: They will. They'll be white on Easter.
0: And then, uh, in the middle of they're red for Holy Week. Red for Holy Week. So, yeah. so
1: Palm Sunday, um, and then during that week we'll leave them red. Good Friday they'll be Pen- black. Yeah,
0: Pentecost is and Pentecost
1: easy. back. We'll be, yeah, post Easter back to Pentecost it'll be red. Um, and then the green ones. That's good old ordinary time. Ordinary time. Ordinary time, which there's a you know a sweetness to that after the the uh, what feels like to be the busier seasons of the church calendar, where right. there's a lot more going on. Ordinary mm-hmm. time is a sweet moment of um, remembering how much God's grace meets us and sustains us in the everyday.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man.
1: So we're uh, yeah we're and and that's a, a great even segue into Bible studies this week. Mm-hmm. Um, they, there's great questions in the Bible study guide itself there's also this Lent guide that people have put together and in mm-hmm. the Lent guide are reflections and questions for reflection mm-hmm. so if you haven't already you might have done that this past week with your Bible study um, feel free to bring up and talk about Lent are there certain things that um, areas of repentance that you are pursuing uh, and you want to share that with your Bible study group are there mm-hmm. um, one practice during Lent is people often give something up they fast from something some otherwise good and um, kind comfort and gift that God provides, but they use that time or that energy or attention to focus uh, during a fasting season of Lent to focus their attention again on God and remind remind themselves that uh, what we are after, what we are dependent on, is not God's gifts but God Himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, asking each other about, you know, are you, are you pursuing any kind of practice like that? Are you giving something up? What are you looking to pursue repentance in and grow in during Lent? There's some great pointed reflection questions in the Lent guide as well. So, um, not that we're short on content in the Book of Acts to to dive into (laughs) our study flies through uh, when we look at the Book of Acts. But if if that would be helpful to bring into your Bible studies, that would uh, we'd encourage that as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Acts, I mean, there is we're we're going through a chapter basically a week. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of content. just as a point, like don't feel like you've got to cover the the entirety of that chapter in your yeah. Bible study groups. if there's something that you guys need to sit in, allow it to um, kind of wash over you, explore it a little bit more, like please do that, yeah, but Matt Acts chapter three, yeah, holy cow,
1: lots of good stuff, lots in of Acts good three. stuff, yeah.
0: We didn't have a question get sent in, mm-hmm. but I had uh, one of our guys come in and ask me right after the service was over, uh, as you were reading, did anyone else have the Acts 3 song <laughs> playing in their head? And I was like, what are you talking about? So the there's, Axe there's an Acts 3 song, um, I, I, the walking and leaping song.
1: Okay. I have not heard of this either, although I think the same person maybe found me after the service today and and uh, and shared so that, you know, learn yes. this as a kid growing up. It's a kid song.
0: It's a kid song. Okay. Uh, text me the link. So um, <laughs> pulling it up. See oh, you're pulling play. it up? Okay. Yep. All right. Here it is. Okay. Be ready. Oh, is it loading? It's loading. Of course it's loading. Nope. Oh, maybe not. Okay. Oh, there it is. Peter and John went to pray. They met a lame man on the way. He asked for alms and held out his palms, and this is what Peter did say. <laughs> Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have given in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah. I have not heard that it, song it, before. It
0: continues. It's, uh, it's almost two minutes long, but it's basically Acts chapter 3. Yeah. I think that's uh, great. And memorable, apparently. Cause, yes.
1: Because like, um, at least the, the one guy that mentioned it like has learned that many years ago and still yeah. has it fresh in his mind. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. wow. Yeah. Um, so it's they, great, but also I'm sorry. Is this,
1: <laughs> is this John? Is this is this your uh, is this your passive aggressive way of telling me I need to sing more of my sermons so they'll be memorable? Well, he was asking year. me. He's like, "Why isn't Matt singing this?
0: Why isn't he singing Acts chapter three? I was like, "What are you talking about?"
1: That's uh, great. Uh, we, no, no one wants to hear no one wants to hear me sing anything, <laughs> let alone let alone passages of scripture. Oh, but uh, that's amazing, man. No, I've. My so my kids listen to well several different groups, but like Slugs and Bugs, Slugs and know, Bugs, yeah. maybe a little more widely known, yeah. where they put scripture to uh, to lyrics. And man, it, I tell you what though, it is memorable. You it Learn is. things to songs. Um, you they, can't they stick, unlearn it, them. They, yeah, they stick in your brain yeah. for a long time, <laughs> a long time.
0: Yeah, no. The uh, Slugs and Bugs. Our um, our favorite song is Mexican Rhapsody. It's oh, not a scripture yeah. verse. That's right. That's it's good uh, yeah. It talks about Mexican food and. How delicious it is! That's anyway, awesome. but yeah, no, it was uh, super helpful. But like, there's a ton of content for us to even, even jump into. Man, I think you did a really good job in kind of breaking those things down into the three, three mm-hmm. points. Um, loves loves him some three points, <laughs> um, except for when it comes to Calvinism.
1: He's <laughs> nice. a five pointer. Oh, wow. um, well done, well
0: done. Uh, but the uh, Acts chapter three, three points you covered: miracles restore and reflect. Uh, repentance refreshes and then thirdly Jesus realizes yeah. um, and even kind of jumping into that that first point mm. we're talking about miracles we we're talking about the um, the work of the Holy Spirit in tongues we see more miraculous signs here in Acts chapter 3 we will continue to see right. the apostolic gifting of um, of tongues interpretation, prophecy um, healing throughout. But let's even like jump into like these miracles that that Peter and John do. Yeah, like this is a um, this is a poignant uh, point in the um, in the life and ministry of the church, and kind of kicks off in a way what we'll see even next week is some of the persecution of that of of the church. What it Mm -hmm. means to follow Christ. How disruptive. Yeah. Jesus's ministry really is, mm-hmm. and so um, yeah, talk to us a little bit more about like these the 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 healing aspect of, of miracles. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's, let's just jump into that.
1: Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, so I think that's that's an important point to establish is um, there's a deep purpose to miracles that that healing is restorative because the grace of God is restorative. And there's a restoration, of course, spiritually. There's new life in Christ. There's even what the second point talked about more, that when we repent of our sin and believe the gospel, we are refreshed in from mm-hmm. Soul mm-hmm. Yeah. But the soul but, level. Um, but God is also a God of the physical and the material. He created mm-hmm. a physical, material universe and our physical, material bodies. He is mm-hmm. grieved by the decay of them. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that creates complexity for us when we think about, okay, well, well what about a man like this? born without the ability to walk mm-hmm. where you know it wasn't like an accident it wasn't like he has any anything he can point to in his own life that would be fault you know of why mm-hmm. he, like a, why he is the way he is but the so the complexity there is okay well h- how did this man end up that way mm-hmm. um and, and our big picture answer to that, our, our our individual answer to that in, in his life is we don't know. Right. Uh, often, even when Jesus' life and ministry, the apostles would ask him, like, who sinned, that guy or his parents? Mm-hmm. And Jesus would say, nope, it's actually so that the glory of God could be revealed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sin decays. Sin breaks and destroys. Right, right. God's miraculous work is that intervention, is that breaking through into the realm of decay and death and pushing that back mm-hmm. as a glimpse, as a foretaste of what Jesus is doing and will complete and restoring all things. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's really important to put miracles within that realm because it immediately then rules out all the abuses and all the fake kinds of things that you see on... Mm-hmm.
0: You TBN. Know,
1: TV, yeah, well, yeah, TBN is where most of them are on TV. Yeah, um, Or, you know, or and it's not just in our day, but throughout the history of the church, people claim to mm-hmm. be supernatural healers, uh, but they're really just charlatans parading around yeah. and trying to fleece people out of their money yeah. or whatever else. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it happened even through going through the Book of Acts, you'll see, you know, Simon the magician, yep. who basically was was like, "Hey, give me this power of the Holy Spirit, so I can go, mm-hmm. you know, make a buck, basically." Right. And he so, wanted to
1: be able to take off his blazer and hit, and and yeah. last, you know, whip people with it, and yeah. knock them over. And, and if and, you if yeah.
0: you haven't seen the Benny Hinn "Let the Bodies Hit the Floor" video, oh, oh. you are in for a treat. Yes, uh, if you are a maybe fan sing, at all, maybe I'll
1: sing that one when we get to Simon the magician. I <laughs>
0: dare you. I'll play the music in the background <laughs> if you sing it, because if you oh, if you man. say ooh wah one no. more time, like oh my god, I'm gonna lose my.
1: mess. I can do the whisper. I can do it. I can do that part.
0: I can, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a that's a that's the reason why YouTube exists. <laughs> is right. uh, is for for content like that. That's right. But yeah, no, like I, I think. I think that's so right to see like what is the intended purpose of yeah. miracles. And you laid it out, man, like pretty I mean think very clearly, um and directly that um you know, it, it is it is for um for God to be glorified. It is not yeah. like why doesn't it happen today yeah. is, it was kind of the question. Yeah. Um and because ultimately, um it's because we're selfish and we're mm-hmm. self-motivated, mm-hmm. right? We want, um, we, we, if we had that kind of uh, abilities, like if, if that was something that the spirit would do in and through us, um, apart from the humility that it takes, mm-hmm. right. To be a person who, you know, would, would, uh, would use miracles, um, mm-hmm. in, in a God glorifying way. Yeah. Um, we would probably be using those things very selfishly, mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's that's definitely one of the issues on, on why we're too addicted to the attention, yeah. and uh, we're we're not as dependent. We're not as dependent on yeah. the Spirit of God. We're not as dependent on Christ mm-hmm. to actually do the things we're we're terribly pragmatic.
1: That's right. I was I was incredibly convicted in my own life in Acts in that aspect of Acts three in particular. In you know, I, I, I feel grateful to God that, um, from a combination of experience and I think some of the way God's just given me gifts, I feel like I, you know, have an ability to speak with some, some wisdom into people's lives and situations when I'm called to, Mm -hmm. I think you have the same thing, John, as a pastor, you step into people's lives and you speak wisdom, good counsel to people. Um, and, but just to recognize the subtlety of that, like the goal being, I want people to see Jesus, but I often Inadvertently put myself in the way by by mm-hmm. by really saying well, well what I have to offer people is my counsel right or even which these are all true things like we should offer the other things we have which is mm-hmm. time and energy and money at times we see the mm-hmm. the, the early church in Acts two doing that, yeah sharing right, things right. in common but the point in this being um, man it's so quick to, it, we're so quick to shift off of what do we what's the best thing that we have to offer someone mm-hmm. what is really What is really going to make the difference in somebody's life that we have to offer? And we we overestimate, we put too much value on all these other things that would be good otherwise, but stop short of actually, you know, Peter and John saying, like, truly, deep down, they believe the only thing of real substance that we have to offer you Mm -hmm. is Jesus. And so here's Jesus. And in that moment, of course, you know, the Holy Spirit powerfully working through them a supernatural Mm -hmm. miracle to give this man the ability to walk. Um, it just, I just found myself saying, and I want to like ask the Holy Spirit to like direct my thoughts in any interaction and in pastoral care conversation of saying, let me make sure that I'm helping point this person to Christ before I'm trying to just give good practical advice or help. So
0: yeah. no that I mean that's that's certainly like our our default right I th- you know as as uh, as western christians you know because we can only speak really from that perspective like we mm-hmm. we want to be helpful mm-hmm. right we want yeah. to be helpful and we think ultimately or primarily that our help comes from wisdom or finances mm-hmm. or effort yeah as christians we've got to realize the fact that our greatest contribution to humanity is for them to know God, yeah. uh, for us to pray. Um, yeah, you know, even you know, we've we've talked about this a number of times, like how our tribe particularly um, has a de-emphasis on prayer. Like we believe in prayer, but we don't right. we don't necessarily believe that like prayer changes things sometimes. So we have a, we have a tendency to kind of go, well, let me help you or let me speak wisdom into the situation as opposed to actually, let me pray for you. Yeah. Um, because God is the one who can intervene and and will intervene, uh, being gracious to us. And Mm so, yeah, all we really have, all you really have is Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's worth anything. Um, is Jesus that's all yeah. that's the best thing we can offer somebody
1: it's the best thing and certainly yeah not to offer less than that we can we can offer more when we have gifts to offer when we have money to offer mm-hmm. but not to offer less than that not to offer something different um, by stopping short of, of what we do mm-hmm. have um, and that idea too just being you know I, I we don't recommend um, you walk you know we're, we have a different specific calling and certainly not the same authority as Peter and John. So like, we wouldn't say to you, now go out and start walking around and finding people that have different kinds of physical conditions and saying, in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. you're healed. You um, can do a lot of damage to people through that. What, what I would say is, man, pray for healing for people. Mm-hmm. If you're someone you know and, and they're comfortable with you laying a hand on them to pray for healing... Mm-hmm. Um, do that. We as elders uh, will at times anoint people with oil. James talks about that in James chapter five to, to, if anyone is sick, let him call the elders of the church and let Mm -hmm. them lay hands on him and anoint them with oil and pray for them for healing. Mm -hmm. Um, Pray for healing in people's lives, you know, actually believe that that God can still and would love to, at least in certain instances, work powerfully through human instruments to bring, to bring healing. The, the, the thing to remember as you do that is, you know, there's there's passages in Acts three that talk about how it's faith that healed him, mm-hmm. and it's probably talking about Peter and John's faith because this other man there's no mention of his faith. Right. Other right. other healings it talks about the faith of the recipient of the miracle. Mm-hmm. This only mm-hmm. talks about the faith of the the mm-hmm. instrument of the miracle. Right. But um, but faith is is what leads to healing because faith is what brings us into communion with Jesus faith is what Mm -hmm. brings us into this restoring reign of God in which he is making all things new Mm -hmm. so so that's where that's where I I completely reject the the health wealth prosperity the faith healing kind of movements where it's just this formulaic thing yeah
0: codifying and trying to figure out like what comes first like how do we how do we heal people
1: yeah more faith if you don't don't experience it because you didn't have enough faith it's I, know, I think well, if, all of that yeah, is, if
0: you if you don't have yeah the the health and wealth stuff yeah. is like you're saying like if you don't have enough faith that's why you're sick right. and you don't have enough wealth because you don't have faith and so like you know you have more faith and you'll be like these charlatans who yep. you know manipulate and take advantage of 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 people
1: That's so, right. So the so the the right way the faithful way to practice that is to um offer faith to people so that they enter into the kingdom of God, into mm-hmm. the restoring reign of God, and then plead with God to let some of that restoration happen in this time and place. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it will, and sometimes it won't. Um, man, certainly, um, I I have gotten to witness and experience um, people being healed from cancer that didn't mm-hmm. have a medical explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also, you know, there's people i love a lot right now that have cancer that i've prayed that for and i've not experienced that mm-hmm. um it's not so it's not going to be a formulaic thing i don't i mean it would be a tragedy to then like put the deficiency in the person that is not receiving that healing right. or the deficiency in me as someone it's like maybe my prayers aren't strong enough mm-hmm. um but i think to the other extreme where we just completely are kind of like resigned to what sin does. That's the whole Mm -hmm. point of supernatural miracles. It's God breaking into, to to blow up the status quo, to blow up our own resignation and our own Mm -hmm. just acceptance of the way sin is and just to to push back Mm -hmm. what sin takes and robs and Mm just Christ redeem it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Even speaking of repentance, your second point today was repentance refreshes. Mm. Um, yeah, talk to us a little bit more. You kind of broke down the imperatives versus the indicatives, mm. and how how we're reading uh, some of these things. A little bit of that in in regards to the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel mm. pieces. But uh, as people are reading through scripture, let's, let's recap a little bit about the imperatives versus the indicatives.
1: Yeah, probably the best way, the way I always remember it, um, indicative, what is true, imperative, what to do. So what is true, what to do. Um, that's just a helpful that's grid good. to um, to study Scripture in. And you kind of can put every phrase, every verse and passage of Scripture into those categories. Sometimes you know, narratives are, are all indicative, um, mm-hmm. all talking about what is true, what's happened. And that's where we want to be careful not to press the indicative to like insert ourselves into the indicative and like make all kinds of applications that aren't there. Right. The imperatives in Scripture, and particularly, um, particularly as we get into more of the epistles, mm-hmm. there's, there's certainly imperatives that apply directly, you know, like the call to repentance through, all throughout these first two sermons. That certainly applies to us, uh, especially as we get into the epistles, the imperatives, the what to do. Mm-hmm. Man, there's lots of, of direct application, right. implication for, mm-hmm. for us Uh, But those are just some lenses that are helpful in studying scripture is to kind of step back and go, not only what genre is this, but Mm -hmm. am I reading something indicative what is true or am Mm -hmm. I reading something imperative where I'm being told to do something in light of that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so like in, in this passage, as you know, we see the lame beggar, we see Peter and John uh, interacting there, the imperative pieces of this are, um, for us to, you know, there's a, there's an issue of repentance. There's a call to repentance. Yeah. Um, as we are um, people who uh, confess and believe in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. repentance really is um, not a one-time mm-hmm. occurrence, mm-hmm. but a constant recurrence. Repentance and faith. Repentance and faith. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it says in verse 19, repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out that the time of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. He may send Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time restoring all things which God spoke about in the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, the repentance and then the refreshing that comes from that. Matt, you talked a little bit about that, that refreshing, mm. right? The goodness yeah. of what it is and what it is to experience the grace of God, the goodness of God, the refreshing that comes from God. Mm-hmm. How, like why, why for you was that such a, um, a big point from today?
1: Yeah, no, great question. Um, I think it's a, it's a lesser emphasized result of repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, we tend to maybe think about repentance forgives our sin. That's what mm-hmm. was Peter's first, first point there mm-hmm. in that imperative. We tend to think about repentance as something that frees us but the idea that and i think that's what i think that's what came to mind immediately for me is how exhausting and wearying sin is mm-hmm. that it that because there's a god who created all things who upholds the, the universe by the word of his power to, to set yourself against the grain of his design mm. to live in that ongoing and entrench ourselves in ongoing sin and rebellion mm-hmm. is exhausting. It's it's yeah. wearisome. It's, um, it drags us down. Like we're, it's not the way we're meant to live. Mm. And we can't escape these as much as we try. Uh, and as much as some people are successful for periods of time in their life, there is the guilt and shame and condemnation of sin. Mm-hmm. I think of Jacob Marley from Charles Dickens' book A Christmas mm-hmm. Carol, like carrying around the chains everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like that's the imagery that comes to my mind where it's like, well, of course you're exhausted. Look at what you're carrying around everywhere. Mm-hmm. You're carrying weight that you're not meant to carry, that image bearers of God aren't aren't made by God to carry, but sin has done mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And so this picture, this imagery of refreshment that there's, that there's like, you know drinking deeply of water for for a thirsty man a a man who's dying of thirst and drinking deeply of it and experience the refreshment of that Mm -hmm. and the idea that you know the weight that we carry around that we aren't supposed to carry around just falls off of us Mm -hmm. and even you know interesting i didn't get a chance to unpack this in the sermon itself but the, the miracle the physical restoration of this Mm-hmm. man leaps and praises God you know he can't mm-hmm. walk all of a sudden he's like he's like the lame yeah. like what Isaiah talks about the lame mm-hmm. man will leap like the deer mm-hmm. it's like all of a sudden the same thing happens spiritually for us in repentance we repent the weight falls off and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you know here it's, it's like it's like NBA players who train with like a you know a weight vest on and all of a sudden that's off and mm-hmm. now they're jumping higher they're yeah. leaping Yeah. Um, and there's that refreshment of like I'm in Oh praise God the joy that's in me the yeah. renewal that's in me because I'm, yeah. I'm in Christ
0: yeah, the picture that comes to mind if you even talk about that. We we've been reading through the Narnia series with our boys. Uh. Um and I, I think of Eustace. Yeah. when he's yep. you know he's turned into the dragon. Yep. And then Aslan comes and he he removes he tries you know Eustace is trying to like get this um this dragon, you know, flesh off of him, right? Mm-hmm. Um and what is required like in that renewal is painful. Like mm-hmm. he you know, Aslan basically like scratches yeah. the the dragon skin, the dragon body, if you mm-hmm. will, off of him. And it's a mm-hmm. it's a painful process, but like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like the the refreshing, mm-hmm. right? So Sorry. repentance is difficult. Yeah, you know, faith it can be difficult. It mm-hmm. is. It is one of those things that you've got to you got to wrestle with and, and work through, and and shedding that
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, can be a, a hard process. You know, just when you think you're done with one layer, uh, there's probably another layer there. Mm-hmm. Well, like, kind of like what Eustace was going through, but um, man, like after the fact, there is this this refreshing and there's this mm-hmm. renewal because the weight is is off the weight yeah. is, is relieved from you and so
1: it's it's life as it was meant to be you know it's life um you know apart from you know carrying around the shame and guilt there there's just a you know and and gosh yeah like you I think you said that well earlier John there's there's an, an and Peter here talking to this crowd is that initial repentance which is where even some of the language of the you versus the we mm-hmm. he's already Repented and entered yeah. into the kingdom of God, right? Yeah. So he's using you language because yeah. it doesn't a- apply to him the initial repentance. Mm-hmm. Certainly, though, the ongoing repentance and ongoing refreshing, mm-hmm. um, even as we're praying together as the Liberty Network this Lenten season, Psalm mm-hmm. eighty-five: "Will you not revive us again?" Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes we we pray that, rightfully so, just saying, "I'm weary, God. I need to be revived." And it's not directly related to our to our own sin. We just are weary because. Mm-hmm life in this fallen world is wearisome right right and that's where I hope I don't I hope people don't take what I said today and and apply it to, to everyone I, I talked to, to some specific people that might be hearing this that feel weary and the weariness is because they are they are, they have set themselves up against the grain of God's mm-hmm. design there are other times where we pray for renewal and revival and refreshing not because of our own sin we're not weary because of our own sin but we're just weary because life is wearisome yeah. Um, either way to pray for that ongoing renewal and revival and to be pursuing repentance and faith in all of life, because that Mm -hmm. is all of a Christian's life, Mm -hmm. um, is what, is what, um, Peter says here results in that kind of refreshing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so like, even for, um, some application, some, some further questions as you guys consider some of that, um, You versus we language. Um, I think one of the ways, and and we'll close out today with this challenge for Bible studies is like, um, you know, Matt, your third point was Jesus realizes, like, who is Jesus? Jesus is the fulfillment of Mm -hmm. the promise of God. He is the fulfillment of uh, Isaiah 52 and 53. He's the fulfillment of being the holy and righteous one, the author of life, the prophet like Moses, the Mm the the pro the other prophets as well he is the prophet priest and king mm-hmm. you know he is he's the one that fulfills and realizes the promise uh that God had made from the beginning yeah. you know in, in Genesis chapter 3 the protoevangelium yeah. you know we have this promise of like one will come to rescue you and crush the head of the serpent That's right um, and so, like, we we see Jesus as this fulfillment. Jesus realizes these truths to be true for us, um, for our good, for our flourishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so who, you know, what, was there a particular aspect or is there a particular aspect of who Christ is that that sits heavier for you? Mm-hmm. Is there a particular aspect of Christ that you um You need to believe in more, right? Mm -hmm. Is there, does he, um, does he need to be for you, um, your, you need to realize more of like he's your righteousness and there's Mm -hmm. guilt and shame Mm -hmm. that exist. Is it, um, you know are are you like filled with like condemnation and so is like is there an aspect of like him needing to be like the author of life the sustainer of life as you are weary and, and burdened yeah um yeah what is that how is that working out for you that could be a good thing to Absolutely. discuss matt uh, you know you can yeah you got a particular challenge that you want to lay out for folks
1: i think that's yeah i think that's exactly that's exactly right there's a There's a beauty. So I I remember John Piper saying multiple times, I think in his books and in his Mm -hmm. sermons, he would use this phrase, all that God has promised to be for us in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And I I always remember reading that phrase, be like, that's a great phrase. I like that phrase. But then it's, you know, what does that mean? Like Mm -hmm. what, what is all that God has promised to be for us in Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ? And that's where, oh, gosh, okay, you start going back to Acts 2 and 3, you say that's, that's all that God has promised to be for us. Mm-hmm. Because he's the fulfillment of all of these things. He's mm-hmm. the king who rules and reigns, and he's the prophet who preaches truth and mm-hmm. on, is, the, is the divider you know, on which mm-hmm. you either listen to him and live or you reject him and are destroyed, as, mm-hmm. as Peter even said in the sermon. Um, so I think during Lent in particular, that's a great question to ask of your Bible study. Um, is there a facet of Jesus that just jumped out at you from reading Acts 3 or mm-hmm. Acts 2? And what would it look like to, to just do a deeper dive on that? Use mm-hmm. the, uh, the cross-references in a study Bible that you've got. Do a mm-hmm. Google search. Um, there's lots of great tools. The, the Blue Letter Bible is a, is a free online resource mm-hmm. that has concordances and original language definitions and all kinds of stuff packed into mm-hmm. it. You don't have to pay for it. You just go to blueletterbible.com. So um, do a deep dive into one of these facets of the person of Christ, of the work of Christ, and see how that lets you avail yourself of that much more of the living water that refreshes. Mm -hmm. The the more we do these deep dives into these facets of who Christ is, the the more we come to appreciate the fullness of Christ and that Piper phrase, all that he has promised to be for us in Jesus. Mm. Um, And the more that that is just a gift that we can... um, take comfort and joy in in all these different moments of their lives. That's good.
0: Grateful for you guys as you listen. Uh, If you have any questions, things that have come up for you, please feel free to send those to us. If you have any questions from this week's sermon, we will cover those next week. Uh, We hope you have a great week. Talk to you later.